I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. You know, your brand is what people think of your company when they see your, your logo or they hear your company name. So it's kind of like, I always tell people, it's kind of like your brand's, your, your company's reputation is your brand. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 28. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We'd love to hear what you think. For today's episode, we're going to talk about being on brand, a big buzzword these days, uh, and what that exactly means. But... Mm -hmm. Before we get into that buzz, we're going to talk about a different kind of buzz. What are you drinking, Jesse? <laughs> well, it's just a caffeine buzz today. I am, um, <laughs> I'm just drinking coffee today because I woke up at like six this morning, which is yeah. early for me. I mean, people with kids are oh, probably like, oh, oh, amateur hour, right? Nope. It's early for me too. Early so me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just uh, drinking the coffee and trying to manage all, all the things. All the things. Yes. I, I am totally in agreement with you today. I've had a lot. I just had a huge thing of iced tea and I think mm. I'm yawning. So yeah. I, think I, I need more, but we're going to be talking today about being on brand, um, which I'm very excited about because I just kind of finished my own little brand book. I, I didn't hire anybody, which is probably against what our guest is going to say is important. Um, I just kind of did it on my own. Eventually, I'm going to do like what you did, Jesse, and hire yeah, like, no, and that's professional what... because I think it's important. But the fact that you've set aside time to actually reflect and think about it is is huge because other yeah. people might just go to Canva and pick out a logo and call yeah. it their brand. So the fact that you've sat down and created Well, I figure eventually, as I said, I do want to kind of go to a, a professional. But I figure once I have the time and, and money to do that, Maybe I'll be just a little bit more prepared, a little mm -hmm. bit more prepared than your average business owner. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's where I'm at right now these days. But I'm excited to hear what Meg Mothershed has to say. She is the co-founder of, of, of Mothershed Design Company, and she knows a thing or two about being on brand. She shared with us her favorite tips, and we can't wait to use that for our own brands. Today, we've got Meg Mothershed. Uh, she is a graphic designer, brand specialist, and partner at Mothershed Design Company. Together with her husband, Josiah, they work with small businesses to support their goals through strategic branding and web design. So Meg, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So Kate's got a first order for business. Well, yes. For, we, we like to talk about the good stuff before we get into the other good stuff, which is, what are you drinking? Yes. Well, it's like 9.20 in the morning here. So oh my I don't goodness, have, that's right. <laughs> I don't have a cocktail, but I do have an espresso. So I have at least two every day. Oh so goodness. that's what I'm drinking. But later, that I'll probably delicious. have a glass of this. That looks, that looks absolutely delicious. Do you have like an espresso machine at your house and everything? I do. I do. Oh, wow. Not Nothing super fancy. It's an espresso, but it was a wedding gift and it was the best one we ever got. <laughs> yeah. I would say keeping it caffeinated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Always. So Meg, uh, Jesse gave us a little information at the beginning about who you are and, and kind of what you do. But in your own words, tell us about your journey and uh, what it is that you do with Mothershed Design Company. 
Yeah. Um, so we own a boutique branding and web design studio based near Denver, Colorado. And it's just myself and my husband, Josiah. So we're a two-person team. We're tiny, but mighty and can accomplish a lot. And um, as far as my background goes, I actually started off as an illustration major in college. So oh, wow. much more fine arts based, um, but, and I enjoyed it, but then I kind of started realizing as I was getting closer to graduation that I was going to graduate knowing how to draw really, really well. And that was about it and uh, <laughs> not necessarily know what was going to come after that. So um, I actually, I moved to Denver and ended up switching majors to graphic design and really discovered that that was the perfect fit for me. I'm, I'm a problem solver. I'm a very visual person. So that was definitely the right fit. Um, and then I ended up getting a job right out of school as an in-house designer for a local nonprofit. And, you know, it was a great job uh, initially right out of school. Couldn't have asked for anything better. Um, but around that time, my husband, Josiah, who worked as a designer uh, for an agency here in Denver, um, just wasn't in a super good place with his job, was ready for something else. And so he ended up quitting his job, like right after we got married, uh, like within a couple months. And um, he started his own business really more as a way to just not have to work for someone else. So really more just creating a job for himself than running his own business at that time. Um, but it ended up going really, really well. And uh, he was having way too much fun over uh, on his own. So I ended up uh, quitting my job and then joining him in the business full time um, just about three years ago. So yeah, we've been going strong ever since. And we love helping small businesses um, grow and stand out from the competition and really speak to their, their target audience. We love working with small businesses. I like that tiny but mighty. Yes. yes As someone definitely. who never made it to five feet, that's what I like to say about myself. <laughs> Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, I just have to ask, how is it working with your significant other? So yes, yes. I was wondering that too. That, that wasn't on our list of questions, but now that I think about it, I'm curious to know. Sure. Yeah. No, we get asked that a lot. Um, it's good. I mean, if it wasn't, we wouldn't continue to, to do it. Um, I think the key has definitely been uh, communication for sure, which is kind of like, you know, it seems obvious, but that really has been the biggest thing, um, as well as just really defining our roles. That was something that initially when we started, you know, we're both designers. So we're like, well, we'll both do everything. And then we quickly realized that's not going to work or, you know, oh, I, I already did that. I thought, you know, I thought you were going to do that, that kind of thing. And so um, pretty quickly on, we realized we really needed to define our roles. So I handle um, basically sort of the business side of the business where it's, I get our, do our sales, our marketing. Um, project management, that kind of thing, and all of our copywriting as well. And then my husband, Josiah, he takes on basically the heavy lifting on the visual creative side of things. So design, web development, that kind of thing. And that's definitely how we work best. <laughs> well, it's great that you've got this system down because I know a lot of people would not be able to, to handle that. Yeah. So well, that's, that's like a, that's like a special here. skill. <laughs> Yeah, I, I so, guess I never really would have thought about defining the roles. That makes a lot yeah. of sense because I, I feel like you would just be like, yeah, why don't, you know, we're just in right. this together. Let's just work on it together. So how many years is this that you guys have been working together? So together, um, almost three. And then he, oh, okay. so he started a business about five years ago. So still now the majority of time we have done it together. And yep. now that we have, it's like, we can't, we would never go back because you really do need kind of 
ideally two brains working mm-hmm. on stuff, one who's the more business brain and then one who can do whatever your your work is for us. It's creative work. And so that really is how we function the best. Uh, I always say, don't email him anything, just email it to me because I'm going to email you back. But then if you want uh, something really out of the box and creative, he's your guy, not me. I'm the, I'm the more uh, straight and narrow kind of person when it comes to that stuff. That's always fantastic because I feel like sometimes, even in just relationships in general, sometimes you don't necessarily understand your strengths and weaknesses. So mm-hmm. the fact that you guys know that, you know, within your business, that is fantastic. That That's yeah. uh, how it works, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely, uh, definitely been a lot of trial and error to figure <laughs> all of that out. Uh, but it's really nice just to have someone else, you know, if I, oh, I hate doing this you know, X, Y, and Z task, but the other person, I'm like, oh, well, I love doing that thing that to you, you know, is super boring, or you just hate, you know, dread doing it, um, and vice versa. So it really has been um, fun and cool to see just, yeah, how much our strengths and weaknesses really um, play well together. But yeah, definitely a lot of trial and error to figure all of that out. We're still figuring it out, but it's good. I love it. I love it. So um, the the topic of the show today is really about, you know, everything that you do, um, really. And, you know, we're talking about how to be on brand and how can we create content that is consistent. But, um, you know, why don't we take a step back a little bit and, you know, discover what being on brand really means. So in your opinion, what what does that phrase mean? Yeah, on being on brand really means presenting your business to the world in a clear consistent way. Um, and that means that you're creating content that's, you know, aligned with your brand, but it's hard to do that if you don't know what your brand is. Um, we get a lot of people who are coming to us who, um, you know, maybe they've got a logo, they've got their company name, but maybe there's not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot there other than that. Um, so really defining your brand is key to actually then going forth and putting forth content that is consistent. Um, and, you know, I think the word brand gets thrown around a lot. Uh, Josiah and I yeah. always say we're kind of in the, the zeitgeist of, of branding where it's the word everybody now kind of knows and is somewhat familiar with, but a lot of people don't know what that means other than that. Well, I know it's something that I need, you know. Um, so, you know, your brand isn't just your, your logo or your business name. It's a combination of uh, everything. So I always kind of put things into two buckets. There's, you know, the visual side of things. So things you can see like your logo, your fonts, your colors, the way your website looks, all that good stuff. But then there's the non-visual elements, which are just as equally, if not even sometimes more important, like your messaging, your mission, your vision, uh, what makes you different? How do you sell your value? So all of those things put together really make up your brand. And kind of an easy way to look at it is that, you know, your brand is what people think of your company when they see your your logo or they hear your company name. So it's kind of like, I always tell people, it's kind of like your brand's, your your company's reputation is your brand, if that makes sense. Totally. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And it is, it, you know, I'm glad you kind of took us back to begin with, to the beginning with that, because it, it you can have an idea of what your brand is, but if you don't have that kind of hashed out, then how are mm-hmm. you going to get it across? To, if, if you don't know what you're going to be talking about, how can everybody else understand what you're going to yeah. be talking about? Yeah, exactly. When it comes kind to, of, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say one other kind of analogy I use to explain it to people and kind of making sure that your brand is uh, correct for your company is that, uh, you know, think of your brand like a store. So you're walking down the street, you see a storefront, 
Um, and maybe you're trying to be a store that's super high end. You've got, you know, have a high price point, you know, designer labels, that kind of thing. But if your storefront is not selling that, essentially, if you're not, if your storefront is dark and dingy, it's really crowded, it doesn't look good, you know, the right people who are going to be able to buy your clothes and your nice store uh, aren't going to come into that store because you're not representing yourself that way. So that's just kind of one more example to kind of really uh, hit home uh, what that's like. Yeah, when I um, did some branding for my photography course, that was something that, you know, I kind of knew, like, I kind of like, okay, I know, I know brand is more than a logo, but like, it really didn't, I've never gone through the exercise of doing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, thinking about what's behind my brand, what are the values, what's the persona, what's the voice, all the things. And so I think it's really, um, that analogy is like perfect uh, the way you just described it, because there's, there's ways we want our brand to feel like, you know, Mm -hmm. these words like high end luxury, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that, you have to start with that and then build your visuals to mm-hmm. reflect that. So I've seen so many times, this is going to sound bad, but on like Facebook and people are looking for, you know, oh, how does this logo look? How does this look? Mm-hmm. And it's like without mm-hmm. context, like, oh, it's a beautiful logo, but yeah, that's, sure. that's all I, that's all I can tell. Like, give me some ta- context and maybe, maybe it's a good logo in that case, or maybe it's not. Right. Right. Or it depends on who you're asking. Right. So if you're asking, you know, Joe Schmo, but they're not your target audience at all, they couldn't be further doesn't really matter what their opinion is if that's not who you're going after it's not for so true. them oh very so true. true very true um you know when so you have kind of your target audience and mm-hmm. your logo and your brand messaging and everything but then obviously you can't just rest on that you have to create content mm-hmm. and when it comes to creating content why why does it like i mean why does being on brand matter with that? Why does staying kind of consistent in that vein matter? Yeah. Well, yeah, like you said, the the key to being on brand is essentially being consistent and uh, a lack of consistency does not build a strong brand. Um, But the reasons why you want to make sure that you're on brand are to one, develop uh, recognition that people are, you know, I'm seeing the same kinds of content and the same, the same look and feel, the same tone of voice, you're saying the same kinds of things. Um, that develops recognition because I think for a lot of people, it's easy to feel like, oh, well, you know, everything's getting too repetitive or I'm saying the same things over and over again. Um, but it's really only repetitive to you, the person who's creating that content over and over again. And then being what we think of as repetitive is really just creating that consistency um, you know, people aren't necessarily engaging with your content all the time or as much as we would like. I think it's easy to think, well, you know, I posted on social media, you know, three times this week. So everyone has seen every one of those three posts. Probably not, you know, based on the way things actually work or people aren't visiting your website every day or opening every email that you send. And so I think it's easy to just feel um, like you're you're being too repetitive, you're being uh, boring. But really, that repetition is what's going to start building recognition, whether it's, again, visually or through the things that you're actually saying and selling. So um, creating that recognition then really helps you develop your reputation, like we talked about earlier, as a a brand and as a business. Do you want to be known as the the luxury store, the high-end store, or are you, you know, looking like the the thrift store, you know, just to Mm -hmm. to put it in perspective? Um, (laughs) And then by developing that reputation, you know, if you've got the reputation for being a nice high-end store, let's say, 
you know, then you start, that's how you start building more of a loyal following and a customer base. If you look different each time, or you're saying completely different things each time you're putting out content, then you're not, people aren't going to keep recognizing you. You're not going to talk to the same audience over and over again, which you should be doing. And then you're talking to all these different people. You're, uh, you're just kind of all over the place. And that's not how you successfully build a brand and, and build that consistency, which really is key to all these other things. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, it, I, there's a saying, I think I think it's like, if you're, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one kind of thing. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so, so, you know, having that, you know, your point about, um, you know, if your message is unclear, and sort of, you know, it's not really being heard by the audience that you want it to be heard by, you're, you're sending it to everybody, but who's actually like, listening who's actually recognizing mm-hmm. your brand and and building that that trust factor or that recognizable um you know product or offering so i yeah. think that's i think that's really really important so um i had a follow up question but i My, actually, well i have i i actually got cut out cut out there guys i don't know what happened with me but i dropped out um I was thinking of, um, we, I was talking with a friend of ours, Chelsea Mars, who's, um, she's kind of like a social media coach in the area. And one of the things she was talking about, um, when it comes to your social media and, um, kind of being consistent is to introduce yourself every once in a while to Mm -hmm. kind of bring back up what is important to you. And it's, you know, what she, she said something that I thought was really smart. It's that, you know, we think, that everybody knows us, right? Because we've been posting, mm-hmm. as you said, you know, you think everybody's seen your three Instagram posts or whatever that week. No, they haven't. So sometimes it's important to kind of reintroduce yourself, reintroduce those values because there are people that are kind of new to your audience. You know, how would you say it would be a, a gr- good way to, I know that's not one of our questions, but how would you say it would be a, a good idea to, or a good way to do that? You know? Kind of yeah, I think, about. um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that advice of reintroducing yourself periodically because the goal, right, is to continually begin talking to new people, not just the same group of people over and over again. I mean, that's great too, but you still want to be reaching uh, a new, new, bringing new people into your audience as well. So I think, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like just reintroducing yourself, um, just really getting kind of people familiar with the fundamentals of, of who you are as a company. Um, and I think especially... Um, with a business like us or a lot of the clients that we work with when it is a really small business, whether it's, you know, a solopreneur or a small team, like having that, building that in customer intimacy of getting to know you because people buy from people they like, know, and trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So having that uh, familiarity and starting to build that trust by sharing um, personal details. And plus we just, uh, as everyone I think can attest just the way that branding is going and what consumer behavior wants is that they're looking for transparency and they're looking for authenticity. And so being able to present that more and more through your brand, especially, or especially when you're a small, really small business, but even if you're not, um, some of our larger clients by them really just sharing who they are and what they stand for, that is the kind of content that people are looking for. Well, I, I, I agree. Um, when I, when I purchase, I do feel like I want to know a little bit more about about the brand. Definitely. Not with everything. I mean, uh, with sure. brands that I'm already familiar with, sure, I'll hit that button, no big deal. You know, but some of the smaller, um, you know, even service-based brands or product-based brands, I like to know a little bit more about them. So um, to your point, that transparency and the authenticity. Um, so one 
thing that I think our audience would be really interested in knowing is, you know, what are the steps that they can take to be on brand, both in the written and visual content, mm-hmm. because it can seem very overwhelming to think about. I mean, yeah, we've got these like, which I love how you did. We got these like distinct buckets of like the visual aspect, but also the written, the messaging, the tone mm-hmm. of voice, you know, your mission, your values, all that. Um, you know, is there is there a way to do that to to maintain on on when we're thinking about our brand, um, both visually and written? Totally. Yeah. So that first step would just be actually defining all of that. So whether it's, uh, you know, working within your own small team or hiring a creative partner to help you do that, that would definitely be the first step to actually um, having just defining all of that and getting it all written down, um, both visuals as well as the the messaging there. Um, And then from there, once you've got that established. um, Oh, and I'll say one more thing, which is I think uh, I think we can probably all attest to this as business owners is that it's really, really hard to do these kinds of exercises and put this together yourself for your own business. I can attest to it for doing it just for even our own business. And this is what I do <laughs> all day, every day. It's really hard. So having just an outside perspective come in and be able to pull out things from you that you may not um, see because you're too close to it. Um, that's something we we help people do all the time. And I know from my own experience, just how difficult that is to do. So having that partner and really helping you do that and be objective in your the branding process um, is really crucial. Um, but once you've got your brand defined, um, you know, you should be receiving a brand guidelines document. And that tends to be a really boring document that nobody ever likes to look at. Um, but it, the document should serve as a really useful tool for you. It should define every aspect of your brand. So everything from your, you know, your color breakdowns for print uh, and for digital use to your tone of your brand voice, essentially, and um, copywriting examples of how to do that, social media templates, and how to use them. All Everything should be in this uh, brand guidelines document that should really serve as a reference uh, to go forth and make sure that everything is consistent. So defining your brand and then having a sort of a reference tool to then go forth and use it is huge. But I also know that when you're okay, I've got both these things, I'm out in the world, I'm trying to create content, post on social media, update my website, all that good stuff, it still can be a real challenge. So having either, you know, a go to person on your team, um, a go-to, you know, contractor or VA or creative partner or someone that you can really trust and someone who knows your brand just as well or even better than you do. That can actually be the person that's writing the Instagram posts, that's um, you know, updating your website, whatever it might be. Having a person that can help you do that is going to be really huge. But even tools like Canva uh, can be great for, especially for a lot of our clients that aren't necessarily who aren't designers, which are most uh, most of them, um, that's a great tool for you to actually be able to upload all your brand assets and then produce consistent content that's on brand. We're big fans of Canva here. Yes. Yeah. That actually, and that's actually was our next question. You know, so other than consulting, you know, an expert like you um, and your husband, what are some of the other tools that you would recommend um, to some of your clients to help them stay on brand when they're not, you know, directly in contact with you or they're they're not using you necessarily on a daily basis? Sure. I think always keeping the, we always going to have three important questions that should always be um, really at the forefront of everything you're doing. I would say, write them down and have, write down the answers to these questions and have them somewhere you're going to see them all the time, which is, you know, who you, who are you? What do you do? 
and why does it matter? I think it's easy to forget, just like you're saying with the right with the reintroducing yourself to people, who you are, you know, what do you do, and what why does it matter? I think that's that's the hardest one to remember is that you're like, okay, I am a you know company X and I provide this service. It's like, okay, but why why does why do I care essentially? What is the value of providing this service? And so having those kind of three answers to those questions somewhere that's visible and keep, you know keeping that at the forefront every time you do create content. Um, it's really beneficial. I, I really think that's easy. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, when I first started my entrepreneur journey, I, <laughs> these questions were like, what? Like never, heard yeah. never, never, never heard of it. And then slowly, you know, when I started realizing, okay, why do certain businesses do well? Why am I attracted to this service provider or this product-based brand? Mm-hmm. I realized there is a lot that goes on behind it. And I still didn't understand that these questions are kind of at that forefront. Um, Mm. Again, until I actually hired someone to help me discover what that is, um, especially for my course. So um, I think that's a really easy thing for people to start with is who are you? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Why does it matter? Um, That's really, really interesting. So um, moving into, you know, in your opinion, you know, are there brands out there that have done a great job um, of being on brand? We would love to, you know, maybe have our listeners be able to go and see some concrete examples. Even um, some from your own experience that you've yeah, worked with. Or even, yeah, your own clients. Sure. Well, I think uh, the first one that comes to mind is one that everybody knows, which I think kind of makes it easier in that way too, um, is Target. I love Target. Oh, and- <laughs> I love Target. I'm going there this afternoon, actually. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I mean, we all know Target, right? You just say it's just a word, but we all know what that name means. We know we mean Target the store. Um, Target has done a great job over the years of just really building building the brand, building a really strong brand. And if you you know you think about it, look at their go into the store first off. Everything is red and white. You see their Target logo everywhere. Um, the same fonts used everywhere. The whole store is a really pleasant experience. Um, things are organized well. Um, but yeah, you think about you know going into a Target store versus seeing one of their commercials on TV, getting an email, getting a, a mailer, you know, in the mail. Everything feels the same. You know, it's from Target uh, immediately, and they've done a really great job. Even if they're from their evolution, right, with the little dog with the the Target on his eye. Um, and they don't use them anymore, but they've even simplified down to just a really simple Target logo and uh, streamlined things there. But just through their evolution, they have built this consistency. And through doing that, they've built recognition. They've built a really loyal uh, customer base. Uh, you know, at least we have two right here, myself as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great brand that everybody knows. And then when you go into a Target store, it feels like a Target store no matter where you are in the United States, um, you know, Starbucks, same kind of thing. Um, you know, and part of that, a, a bigger model like a Target and a Starbucks is that any kind of a franchise that no matter what location you go in, it's, the experience should be exactly the same. And so they're just a great example and a really a big prevalent one of what a really strong brand looks like. Um, so that would be my, my first one off the top of my head. Um, I think another one would be, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Nerd Wallet. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like them as well. And, um, you know, they've got little funny commercials on TV that really capture your attention. And 
you know, they're delivering financial information, but they're doing it in a really fun and different, uh, much more down to earth, funny way. Um, and because they're attracting a younger, more millennial audience and trying to get them to understand this financial information. So um, that's just another example of a brand that is still a pretty big brand um, doing something a little bit different. But then, you know, if you hear their commercials, it's all it's all the same things over and over again. Um, and that if you're already buying into that brand, just seeing more and more of their content, seeing their commercials, you elicit this like a, a, a positive feeling, right? When a Target commercial comes on, they always have the same fun vibe. They're super inclusive, uh, diverse, which I love. And yeah, it just elicits that positive response on people who are already familiar with the brand. And if you um, weren't familiar with the Target brand, you will very quickly become familiar because of the great job they do of really building things over and over again. Well, just the name Nerd Wallet itself <laughs> to that me is elicits quite... more of a fun, I don't want to say like millennial feel but that to me would be i would i would be more apt to go to like nerd wallet than like fidelity or something or i don't know totally (laughs) so just goes to show that even the name of the brand and i don't know meg if you actually step that far back with your clients to even develop the name but how important that can be to match up with who you're trying to attract Yes. Yeah, we do do uh, naming. Um, we had a client recently who um, had to change their business name um, and they had a like a fine name. They'd had it for a long time, been in business for 25 years and were having oh, wow. to change change their name. Yeah. So they built up some you know brand equity and some, a reputation based on their name, but they really wanted to move forward with the next What's, what's the next 25 years look like? And there were uh, an IT company, so a technology company, and they really needed to um, refresh their whole brand. It wasn't super modern anymore. Um, it was very dated. And, you know, being a technology related company, you want to look current and like, you know, what's what's going on and they do great work, but their brand was not doing them any favors. And in fact, it was doing, you know, doing them some harm because they didn't look modern. They didn't look like they were up to date and all the newest technology, their website was really outdated. So we worked with them from the very beginning of coming up with a new company name, um, which is a very, uh, can very, be a very, very tedious process, especially depending on the industry you're in and trademarking uh, restrictions and all that, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, we ended up coming up with a new name for them and a whole new brand and website that presents them as a you know a modern IT company. Um, still for a relatively conservative audience, um, you know, cubicle land kind of a thing. Uh, but they're sets them up for the future of the vision of the company that they're trying to continue to build. And they don't feel um, stuck or held back by their current brand. That's a lot of people who come to us are don't necessarily feel confident in the way they're presenting themselves to the world. Or uh, we get a lot of people saying, you know, I don't feel like I can go forth and market my company right now and promote myself because I'm not proud of what I have right now. It's not helping me. It doesn't represent me well. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not being competitive compared to what all of my competitors are doing. Um, so naming is uh, very important to get back to what we were talking about, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I never I thought it. of that, like tech companies, I'm sure that must be difficult. Cause like I think of, you know, when you're on, using Microsoft word or something, you get like little floppy disk up in the top left corner and like, 
nobody knows what that is right. anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, the, the technology day. you do, you have to like, you have to keep up with that. Never, never really thought of that before. Jeez. Yeah. So Meg, what um, services do you provide and where can people learn more about these services or anything else you want to share? Yeah. So we focus on specifically on branding and web design. Um, so anything brand and or web design related, we do. Um, we do everything in-house. So it's just Josiah and myself. So like I mentioned, I do all of our uh, our strategy and copywriting. And then Josiah does all of our design and development. Um, kind of one key differentiator for us is that um, we take a really strategic pr- approach to everything we do. And I know that's something people say a lot, but very, very uh, rarely do they really truly follow up on that. And we do. We do all of our homework up front before any design or copy or anything is actually produced um, ahead of time. So um, yeah, you can find us at mothershoddesign.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. That And that's consistent, a consistent brand right there. You're lucky. <laughs> she knows somebody. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, Meg, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate you talking with us, taking the time to share with us what being on brand is and how we can, uh, do a little better. I know that Jesse and I will be using that not only in our own uh, own brands, but also on cocktails and content creation. So thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. So I loved how she broke it down so simple because it is yes. comp- brands are complicated, but I love the fact that she kind of broke it into these like two buckets that you need to think about. And I'm sure there's like, you know, sub buckets within the buckets, but the the visual and the non-visual, because I think so many of us are yeah. so quick to just think of the logo and the fonts and all the things visual, but forget the pretty stuff. But forget that there's the non-visual, all the stuff yeah. that supports the visual, the messaging, the mission, what makes you different, your value, all the things. I love the three questions that she had us ask. You know, she says that she usually has her clients ask, which is, "Who are you? What do you do? And why does it matter?" And specifically that last one. I know when I first started my blog. The, the reason, like, if you had asked me those questions, I would have said, who are you? Well, at the time, I was just somebody who was, like, obsessed with fashion and travel. And what do you do? Well, I write about it. Why does it matter? I like writing about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes. and now now that I'm a couple of years into it, and we've talked with some of these amazing experts, because, you know, she's not the first um, branding expert we've had, but this is, like, the first time we've talked about, like, really being on brand. Now that we've kind of gotten this this inside look from a couple different people i understand you have to keep digging and you've talked about this like digging deeper why yeah there's why? like this this thing i forget it was when i went through my wellness program and she, mm-hmm. my wellness coach didn't didn't take credit for it either it's I, I i'm forgetting who sort of i guess coined it but this there's like seven layers of why yeah so you're supposed to ask yourself you know why are you doing this or why does it matter seven times and by the seventh time you should have a more of a concrete understanding of what it is you're doing and what and why you're doing it so yep and though the wellness program I'm doing right now it's the same exact thing it's like you name you know well why are you trying to get healthier well why does that matter well, and then why, why does, does that, that matter? Why does yeah, that, exactly. I know. And it, and, you, and it's funny because you you're on your phone and you're like filling it out. And then it takes, it doesn't tell you it's going to do that, right? So then it takes you to the next screen and you're like, uh, and you really have to dig deep and think about it. And that's, I think it, you know, yes, we're talking about it as, as 
in relation to a wellness program, but it really does apply to your brand mm-hmm. as well because it's, you know, people are, and we, and we've talked about this on prior episodes, people are tired of being sold to. They want value. They want something that matters, which is yeah. nice. You know, it's, this is not a, you know, I feel like we're get we're trying to get away from this superficial world. I mean, that's, that's still out there. We know that. But I feel like a lot of brands are trying to get away from the superficiality, if that's a word. Yeah. I, I think it's a word. <laughs> and Grammarly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, that's usually my job. Um, but, you know, trying to get away from that and trying to get into the real meat of things. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think one one point she stressed is, um, you know, and we talked about why is it, why is this important? Like, why does this matter? Yeah. Why is branding um, important? going back to the why, but why is branding important? You know, what, what it can do is it can really help establish like recognition in a brand. Mm -hmm. And this is something we just don't think about, you know, she used the example of target and Mm -hmm. you know, the feeling you get with it, that is like ingrained in us from all the different points, touch points that they have on your life, whether it's through a website, whether it's walking into their store, whether it's getting something in the mailer, they have the visuals, the, the, the feel, the mm-hmm. sound of their brand, the look of their brand all comes together consistently through all those mediums. And what that does is it it it, it allows for brand recognition. And what happens with brand recognition is you're more likely to, oh, remember to buy from them when when they do have an offer or you feel comfortable, you trust that, um, oh, I've seen that I've seen their stores, I've seen their mailers, I've seen their products, I'm going to buy from yeah. them again. So, so building that, that trust there. Was- I think another company that really does a great job is um, Disney. Like, you know, you get an email from them and without even reading who it's from, I know who it's from just by their subject lines. You know, I know it's a Disney movie. If I start watching a film, I'm like, oh, this is the Disney. There's something about Disney that they just, they, they have this consistency, um, this, this deep recognition that people have of them. So that's another, it's, and, and that's like such a varied brand because there's so many different characters in that whole world. How do they, uh, that's why they're, that's why they're billionaires and we are not, (laughs) but we're working towards it, Jesse. We're working Mm -hmm. towards it. So I think we can both agree, you know, it's, it's definitely important to ask yourself those three questions when you're talking about it, when you're talking about like figuring out your brand and, you know, um, if you can afford it, um, if you're at that point, you know, hiring somebody like Meg and her husband, Josiah. So am I saying that right? Josiah? Um, the of Mothershed Design Company hiring someone like that to get down to the nitty gritty and kind of be that outside person. Who knows? Maybe that's what you need is someone to say, why does it matter? Why does it matter? All those times to get down to the real core. Yeah, I think, well, to her point, you know, you're so close to what you do and yes. it's so personal that sometimes you have to take the personal out of it. Like mm-hmm. what what is your, what is your offer or what is, what is, you know, why is it that you do? Like, it is very personal, but you almost need to step back and have someone see it from their perspective to really Mm -hmm. understand if it needs tweaking or if it needs changing or if it needs copy update or whatever. Cause we are so close and like, we want to protect what we've done in the past because we've put so much work into it in the past. And sometimes it's hard to get past that. I think it's almost like having like a writing a book and having a book editor, you know, you wrote, you wrote this, this, this book and you think it's, 
ingenious or you, you might hate it who knows you know I'm I'm a frustrated writer sometimes so you write this book and then you pass it off to somebody else and they can kind of really tear it apart it. yeah tear it apart or you know if you know if you're not loving it maybe maybe they really do you know it's it's that having that outside force you know I know I, I come to you sometimes and I'm like what do you think about this mm-hmm. you know um, exactly it's ha- just having that outside person can be really helpful. So if you can afford something like that, if you can't, maybe you can just invest in a business bestie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> like exactly, we have. Exactly. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Make sure to join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation Community, and leave us a comment about what you'd like us to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Cocktails and Content Creation. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review. You can email us at cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. I'm Katie Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos. Or if you're a brand photographer or looking to get into brand photography, you can find me at the brand photographer method on Instagram. Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. Until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating. <laughs>